You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things related to deer hunting below the Mason-Dixon line. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and I hope you enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and I just got to say that I am so psyched to be with you here today. Now, you may be wondering, who in the heck is this dude showing up on my podcast feed? And so today's episode is just going to address that. Uh, This is episode number one, so congratulations. If you start listening today, you will get to say in two or three years from now that you've been listening from the very beginning. And and this episode is really just to uh, introduce myself and tell you what this podcast is going to be all about. So as the name implies, this podcast will be mostly dealing with hunting whitetail deer in the South. Now, I know there's a lot of guys that listen to the Sportsman's Nation podcast network, and you guys are Midwestern or uh, Northern, and probably even some guys in the West. I know we have some podcasts on the network that deal with, with your regions and your areas, but one thing that I know has been missing is something that addresses the South. I know that when I've listened to podcasts before, I've been able to put things into practice that I that I hear but most of those are dealing with the the characteristics and the traits of the Midwest whitetail or the whitetail or the northern whitetail and my brothers in the south you guys know that these southern deer are just different we don't have um, a whole lot of ag to be able to hunt it, some of the terminology that I hear on on some of the other podcasts and even on TV shows and things it's just different here in the South. And so that's one of the things that, that we're going to address is just the differences so that um, so that maybe some of you guys, if you plan on, on hunting down South one day, you'll be able to listen to this podcast and have a little bit of insight to how our deer respond and how they react and some of their traits. But we love to hunt in the South. It's a tradition. It's something that we do. Almost anybody I know that hunts has been raised hunting, and there's not a whole lot of people that I know who hunt, who started into their adult years. Most of them started when they were kids with grandpa or their dad or heck, even even their mom on some on some of the people that I know, their moms are the ones who took them hunting for the first time. And so uh, we know that this is just a tradition. And so we're going to address some of those traditional values that we have as deer hunters in the South. And uh, one of the things for me that just always stands out as a tradition in in the hunting world of of the southern region of the U.S. is hunting clubs. And so 
we're going to talk a lot about that. A lot of the stories that you hear from guys are going to be taking place on their hunting clubs, hanging around the fire, riding four-wheelers around the dirt roads. That's just one of the things that we we, we were raised doing out here, and um, we lease a lot of land. I know I hear on a lot of podcasts, and, and you Southern guys, y'all be able to back me up on this. Uh, occasionally, you'll, you'll hear of people who are able to acquire permission just by knocking on doors, but we have so much land out here that belongs to timber companies and other big corporations, and you can't really knock on those doors. And so what happens is a lot of the land ends up being leased for hunting rights, and uh, and we have what's called a hunting club. And I grew up this way. This is how I've always hunted. I'm from West Texas originally, and what we do is we go to the lease. We go to the lease all the time, And uh, but what I do here, I currently live in Alabama, and uh, the, the the terminology changes just a little bit to hunting clubs. And so we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about my favorite so far is uh, public land. I love to talk about public land. And part of the reason is because I just recently started hunting public land 100% of the time. And so this is a, this is a subject that's very near and dear to my heart. And so we're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, but one of the things that we're going to really get into is talking to average guys like you and me who have been successful in any of these methods. I'm really excited about that because one of the things that I know that I learned the most from is hearing from guys who are in my situation and and don't have the largest budgets and we don't have all the bells and whistles, but we figure out a way to just make it happen wherever we're at, wherever, whatever opportunity we've been given we figure out a way to make it happen, and so I'm looking forward to that. Another another uh, theme that we're going to cover is products that are manufactured in the South. As I said before, the South is is very has a very deep tradition in the uh, in the hunting industry. And uh, what I love is that so many people have been so passionate and feel like they've come up with these these ideas and, and inventions and innovation that that can can directly help the average hunter. And so a lot of those people are based here in the South. And uh, we're, I'm really looking forward to talking to those kind of people. Um, so that's, that's kind of in a nutshell what this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, what you're going to be getting. And before you guys who aren't from the South, before y'all tune out, I just want to encourage you to stay Stay, stay listening to this podcast because I think if nothing else, you can gain a little bit of a little bit of knowledge and those little nuggets of truth. Um, in the same way that us Southern guys have been listening to podcasts about hunting in the North and hunting in the Midwest, and we're able to put some of those things into practice, I think you can do the very the the, the very same thing. And so I want to encourage you guys to just stay, stay hooked, stay in this, stay in this with me because I think you're going to enjoy it. So. That is, in a nutshell, what this is going to be about, and that was a mouthful. And so um, I just want to take just the rest of the time that we have here to tell you a little bit about who I am and the way that I hunt, uh, and 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 we'll even dig even even further into some of these topics that we've talked about, uh, about the what this podcast is going to be talking mostly about. And so, but this, this episode, episode number one, I think it's important for for everyone listening to be able to understand who I am, and so really the ultimate goal is for you to feel like you know me. When I when you hear me come on 
on this podcast, you will be able to feel like I'm one of your hunting buddies and I'm one of your friends. And and I want to do the very same thing. I want to hear from you guys. I want to interact with, with each and every one of you. And so I want this podcast to, to, to be directed at the things that I hear coming from the listeners. And so I want to encourage you guys, if you hear something, hit me up on, on all social media platforms or or anything like that. At the end of the this episode, we'll talk a little bit about that, how you can follow along with this podcast on social media. Uh, but what we're going to do right now is kind of just an about me sandwich. Um, and when I say that, I mean, you. Every, everybody knows how a sandwich works. You have your bread, your meat, and the good stuff, and then you have more bread. But a sandwich is not a sandwich without the bread. And everybody knows that the bread is the best part. So the bread in this About Me sandwich is going to be all about hunting. So right up top, we're going to talk about the way that I hunt, how I grew up hunting, and and things like that. The middle part, we're going to talk about my family and my values, and we'll talk a little bit about what I do for a living and things like that. And then the last part, we'll talk even more about hunting, and I know you guys are all looking forward to that. If you are a podcast listener, if you're listening to a podcast, unless you are my mother, because I know my mom's going to listen to episode one just for support. So shout out to you, mom. I love you. Thank you so much for letting dad take me out hunting and, and put this passion into me. And so we'll talk a little a little bit about that first. My, the, the way that I was raised in 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 the deer blind and in West Texas. I told you before I was I was raised in West Texas in Midland, Texas, to be exact. And um, I grew up hunting on a lease and getting invited to go places with me and my dad. My dad was a pastor, and so I am a preacher's kid, and we were invited to go several different places, you know, growing up, but eventually he ended up getting on a lease, and so that's the way that I grew up, and I grew up on the lease in the deer blind with dad. I remember my very, very first time to be able to hunt. We went to the hill country of Texas, and my dad was invited to go and I made good uh, a good report card grade and he asked me if I if I would go with him and I was 7 years old and I remember that just like it was yesterday. I remember what time of day it was. I remember getting ready to go. Much like a lot of you guys, I'm sure you remember the first time your your dad or your grandpa or anybody asked you to go out in the woods with them and I was just so excited. I was so stinking excited and uh, I remember wearing I remember my dad. So my dad wasn't actually in really deep into hunting either. He actually to this point hadn't killed a deer before. And I remember that first day, I remember the hoodie that he was wearing was like a turquoise color, like a bright blue turquoise color, something that I would laugh at somebody right now if I saw them sitting in a deer blind with this colored hoodie on. But we just didn't know. We didn't know anything about it. And so I was seven years old and bundled up. The only camo we had in that whole blind was this like felt blanket thing that we had that I was bundled up in laying down. And it was early in the morning and my dad tapped me on the shoulder and woke me up. And I got up and there was a there was a deer sitting or standing underneath the feeder eating and he shot that deer, and that was uh, that was his first deer that he ever that he was ever able to take. And I got to be there with him, and I remember just walking up to it and just being so um, so addicted already just to the whole process. And that that afternoon, he actually was able to shoot another deer, and it was an eight point, a really good eight point. And that was I was hooked. I, I know you guys can remember those moments 
that you look back on and you know that that is where I was hooked. If you were, if you're married, you understand the moment where you first fell in love with your spouse. And it's the same way I fell in love with something that was so, that I knew was going to be such a huge part of me and who I am. And so uh, from that moment on, it took three years, three years, I was 10 years old and we were actually visiting family in Alabama and it was my turn. It was my turn to have to hold the gun and to be the one to be the shooter. And so we were visiting family in Alabama and it was my very first hunt. And I went out and shot a buttonhead and it was so cool. I actually have the picture. I'll post it on social media this week. I have the picture of me right that the night after I shot that deer and there's blood all over my face, all, all my uncles. I had two uncles and my dad that were there and they put the blood all over my face. It was a terrible, <laughs> this might be a little too much information, but it was a terrible gut shot. Somehow I dropped the deer, but it was a gut shot. And so whenever they put the blood on my face, it was like, had all this nastiness in it. And so in the picture, you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to see all the all the gross stuff that's mixed in with the blood on my face. And so, uh, but it was so cool. And, and from that, from those two moments, it just stemmed into something great. It became my passion. It became my hobby. And uh, even more than that, it became a lifestyle for me. And so I'm super honored to be able to talk about this with you guys because uh, looking back when I was that age, I did not know that this was going to be something that I was so, uh, I was so into that I'd be one day doing a podcast on the Sportsman's Nation Network. And I'm so humbled for this opportunity. I know there's so many other ways, so many other things for you guys to be listening to right now, but you've chosen to listen to me talk. And so I just really, really appreciate that. Uh, I shot probably, um, I don't know, probably five or six deer uh, after that point in, uh, in Texas and, um, and it was, it was great. Actually, I'm looking at one that was on my wall. That's on my wall right now that I shot. It was my, I think my third or fourth, I think my, my fourth deer that I ever killed in my life. And, and it's, it's to this day, one of the biggest ones that I've, that I've ever been able to take. And I'm so grateful for those moments that my dad had. And I know a lot of you are probably feeling pretty nostalgic right now because you can think back to those, to those moments as well, where somebody invested in you, somebody took the time to take you out and teach you and, and you're so grateful for it. And so I just want to take that moment. If you are that person for somebody, if you're a dad and, and you feel like that's the, what you've been doing and, and taking your, your kids, or maybe they're not even your kids out into the outdoors and letting them experience that, man, I just want to say thank you because it's not, uh, it, it, it is only through guys like you that I'm able to to be here. And I know you could all say the very, very same thing. And so uh, eventually I moved to Alabama and this is where we'll get to the meat of this sandwich. We talked about hunting. I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I moved to Alabama and met the love of my life. Her name is Hallie. And currently she is in uh, the other room of our house taking care of our one-year-old baby. She'll be one on fam- in February and it has been the craziest year of my life. I've, as everybody knows, everyone who's a dad knows, whenever you have a baby, you did not know that you could possibly love something so much. And and she has just become a, a beautiful little girl. And my wife, she takes care of her. She's such an awesome mom. But I moved to Alabama and met the love of my life, and we got married. We moved around a little bit. I moved back to Texas a couple times, and or I moved back to Texas and then moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and then ended up moving back to Alabama. And 
I took a job as a worship pastor here in Coleman, Alabama at a church named Daystar Church, and I oversee the whole worship ministry, and I do a little bit of graphic design and a little bit of video, and that's that's also one of my, my other passions is just ministry work, and I love music. I love I love to sing and play guitar and piano, and I, I really enjoy that. And so I'm. it's really cool for me to be able to talk to you because I feel like I'm being able to bring in uh, all of my passions. I'm, being, I'm, I'm able right now to pursue my dreams in every area that I ever wanted to, and I'm so humbled by that. So anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm a worship pastor, and I do graphic design, and I do a lot of video. And so what you'll notice if you will follow us, I'm going to tell you all of our social media stuff right now. Uh, we've got uh, an Instagram that is Southern Ground Hunting, and it's all one word, and Southern is spelled S-T-H-R-N. So S-T-H-R-N Ground Hunting. If you look that up on Instagram, you'll find us. Uh, and then on, on Facebook, it is Southern Ground Hunting, but it's not spelled goofy. So S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N Ground Hunting. And uh, look us up, follow us on that kind of stuff. And what you'll notice is I'm very into graphic and video content, and so I really see that as a valuable part of, of what I do here. And so you'll see some of that. You'll see some pictures of me and my buddies hunting, and you also get updates on the podcast and where we're at on that. Like I said, I am a family man. I love my family. I would never be able to do something like this if it weren't for a supportive family, a supportive wife. Even my parents, they have done so much for me and instilled great values into me. And a lot of those values, a lot of those important lessons that were were taught to me, especially by my dad, were taught to me in the woods. I've learned so much about myself through what I do in, in the woods, through those those special moments. You learn discipline, you learn you learn hard work and you learn patience. These things that average people don't just have. We're not just born with. We're born with the instinct to go and pursue wildlife. That's what we're born with. I know that 100%. That's the way that we are designed. And and if you look back into Genesis, you can see that so clearly that that is the way that people were designed. So that's what we were born with, but we learn these values like discipline and hard work and 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 patience through sitting in a stand. Or, or walking on a mountain, or any of those moments that you feel. I know you guys have had those moments like I'm talking about. And and, and these are the, the type of moments that just make us a better person. Not a better hunter, although they do that as well. They make us a better human being and a better contributing human to society. And I truly, truly believe that. So this year, I actually believed that so much that I decided that I was going to change the way that I hunt 100%. I've always been, like I said before, I've always been a part of hunting clubs and leases and things like that, but my budget just really wasn't allowing for it. I told you we have a brand new baby and and I decided to hunt public land 100% of the time. This season, that I just made that decision. I know it was a whole lot more work. It was a lot more effort, but I did that on because I knew that it was going to be more rewarding and, and sometimes it's easy for us to take for granted the things that we have in front of us. And as you all know, there's been a huge threat to our public lands in the past two years. And so I figured this could be my, my part in preserving that part of, of, of our right as, as American citizens. And, and so I decided to do that. And it went from, I'm, I'm going to 
hunt on public land to I'm going to hunt on public land using my kayak. And I'll know a lot of our listeners here listen to this channel because of Dan Johnson and the Nine Finger Chronicles. And you probably heard my episode uh, a couple, about a month ago. We did an episode where I just talked to Dan about how the way that I hunt and the way I've been able to be successful this season. And and just a little bit of a backstory on it. I'm, I'm, I never was a public land hunter before that. And this year, I, I decided to do that. I, I invested in some really good mapping software for my phone. And I've always been a kayak fisherman, but I just decided how cool would it be to be able to paddle out any deer. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's it's not about the score. It's not about anything. It's me exercising my right as a human being and an American human that that I have these places that I can hunt. And how cool would it be to, to be able to feel that while paddling a deer out a mile and a half out of the out of the woods and and so I just decided to go for it and I started scouting I started looking for places to put in and I did it and I remember uh, it was during archery season this year that uh, I had been seeing a good amount of deer and just couldn't get in range and I finally was able to make it happen on a doe a big mature doe and I remember the change for me was no longer about walking up to the deer. Now, any other point in my life, the coolest part about the hunt, well, it, of course it was the process and things like and the things you got to reflect on and the memories that were made, but the part that you lived for was just walking up to the animal and putting your hands on it. And that was great. I loved it. It was still awesome. But the thing that I that I realized very quick, quickly that I was going to be addicted to was putting it in my in my kayak and paddling out of the woods. And that became a serious addiction for me. Once that happened, I was able to tag out on bucks this year. And then I was able to shoot another doe, which actually ended up being a buttonhead with my bow uh, a a couple of weeks ago. And so I've been able to harvest five deer this way. And I've never been able to do that anywhere else in Alabama. And you can call me a bad hunter if you want to, but it, Alabama has just—it's always felt like it's had a vendetta against me. And this year, going out and doing it the hard way, I just—I just made up my mind. If it's gonna—if if the hunting's gonna be crap no matter where I go, then I might as well do it for free. And so I did that, and that's the way that I hunt. And if you follow, again, another shameless plug for our social media, if you follow us, you're going to see a lot of kayak stuff because that's just the way that I hunt. That's who I am. Uh, That's the way I'm not planning on stopping that anytime soon. Now, I say all that to say uh, I don't have any problem with somebody who does hunt any any way you want to if you hunt a plantation if you hunt family land i love that i the you all know that a deer is hard to take they're hard to fool no matter where you're at it does not matter where you're at no matter how you try to do it they're hard to take and so i respect that and you'll see a lot of that on our social media as well but i'm just telling you how i've how i've learned and how i've hunted and and the crazy the craziest thing about this this whole process this year is that i have learned to, to put these things into action in my everyday life. I say I've learned. I am learning how to put these things into play in just everything that I do, in my job and in my family, working harder than anyone else and achieving more success than anyone else. And so that's the thing that's very passionate to me. And you'll hear me talk about that a lot 
on this podcast. And so uh, we are really, really excited. I am so stoked about the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, uh, so much so that I have like not been able to think about anything else. I keep thinking about the content that we're going to be pushing for you guys, and, and I know it's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, again, I, before we end, I know this was a short episode. The next episode is not going to be this short, but I can only talk to myself for so long, guys, and I know that y'all can probably only listen to me talk to myself for so long, and so I'm going to keep this really, really, really short, and hopefully you will be able to um, to really get something out of it and learn kind of who I am as a person. Again, guys, I'm so excited. Our social media is Southern Ground, S-T-H-R-N, Hunting on Instagram, Southern Ground Hunting on Facebook. Have a great stinking day, and I'll talk to you next time. You ready?